0: If you really want to know then come on let's go take a stroll down those What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to discuss the NC State game in West Virginia's third game of the 2019 Mountaineer football season. Joining me are the two members of the Almost Heaven Athletics team and my two co-hosts. We have Bradley.
1: How's it
0: going, guys? And we have Steven.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody?
0: All right, gentlemen, so um, NC State coming up, we're going to get into it. But uh, before we get into that specifically, let's talk about uh, some changes in the West Virginia depth chart uh, that were announced this week. Um, I'll run through them. Uh, each each of the new uh, changes, new additions to the depth chart, and then we'll uh, we'll discuss from there. So uh, start off at running back. Um, all four of the running backs are now listed as OR at the first team spot, uh, where they previously been. Kennedy McCoy first string and Petaway second string with Letty Brown and Sinkfield as OR on third string. Of course, Letty Brown making his uh, debut this week, going to be back, and all four of those guys are listed at OR on the first team on the depth chart. So all one of those uh, four will start. Uh, could be any one of the four though now. Uh, probably the biggest surprise I'm sure we'd all agree is at the H wide receiver position, Winston Wright, the true freshman is now listed as first string with Tevin Bush behind him now at second string. Then at the X wide receiver position, you have another true freshman making an appearance in Ollie Jennings listed as an or with Bryce Wheaton now behind, uh, Sean Ryan and the second string spot there. Then at center red shirt, freshman Bryson Mays listed as a co-starter with Chase Barrett. So, Bryson Mays may move into that starting center spot. At nose tackle, true freshman Jordan Jefferson has now moved up to the second string spot from the third string. And then at at the bandit linebacker position, Diamante Lindsey now listed as a co-starter with Zach Sandwich at the second team spot. And Diamante Lindsey still holding down the third spot at the wheel linebacker position. So, um, those are kind of the changes. Looks like West Virginia is trying to get some uh, young young talent onto the field with true freshmen and redshirt freshmen uh, moving up the depth chart or making their first appearances. So uh, let's start at running back. Uh, what do you guys make of this? Uh, do you think he's, uh, Coach Brown's kind of displeased with Kennedy McCoy or Martell Pedway, or do you think Alex Sinkfield has shown him something? And, of course, Lady Brown coming back may make a difference. Uh, what do you think about the running back, Stephen?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, more so just trying to – to see what every, everybody else has, I think he said uh in a uh, press conference this past Tuesday that uh he likes what Alex done in practice he likes what letty's done uh you know he's not fully back yet he's still a little bit rusty from uh from what he said but mm-hmm. but uh but letty is is getting back uh faster and faster, but I think uh more than anything, I just think that he's trying to find guys to fit the system you know I mean obviously what we have been doing in the running game isn't working, and I mean we all can agree that that's more so on the offensive line than it is the running backs. But at the same time, you've got to try new people and, you know, try to fit pieces in there that'll fit. And, uh, you don't find that unless you try new guys every now and then.
0: I agree. Just got to try and find something that works because he said, you know, it's not just O-line, but the running backs haven't done their job, tight ends or receivers either when it comes to the run game. So maybe he thinks making a change at the running back uh, will wake either the older guys up or give the newer guys a chance to shine. Uh, Bradley, anything you want to add there as far as uh, running back and having four guys that that are in contention to start kind of in a competition this week?
2: Well, this also gives uh, – He, Neil Brown's also said you haven't seen running backs hitting the hole very hard. So, you know, maybe this spices up the competition at running back, you know, telling them, yeah, hey, I know your line isn't blocking very hard, but you guys aren't running very hard either, knowing that, you know. Uh, it's, I, I think it's a good move. I think it's going to create a little bit of uh, a little bit more competition back there and have them really running hard. You know, he's going to tell them, you know, I'm not going to settle for you guys just, you know, sitting back and, you know, letting this bad line stop you great running backs from being great running backs, you know, so – I, I think that's his challenge to them. You, saying, hey, yeah, you got to start running harder if these guys are going to try to block for you. You know, I also like the offensive lineman move up front. He's been moving some of those younger guys up. I think that mm-hmm. they'll be getting a lot more rotations into that center spot. Yeah, I like and, that too. Uh, I too. Yeah, let him let them run, man. And I think Neil Brown has taken a very man up, next man up mentality going into this. And I, you know, I don't think he's held back when players have really, you know, slacked off and shown that they're not performing up to their, you know, status quo. You know, they're not. They're not stepping up to where they should have been. And I think he's he's letting them know. You know, he's upset. He's not happy. And if you're not going to do it, he's going to find somebody who is. And I'm all about it, you know, that cutthroat to do what you got to do.
0: Absolutely. Give some of these younger guys a chance. And I like the move with uh, Bryson Mays at center. You know, as you said, um, he's a redshirt freshman, but he's also a guy that you heard the previous staff talk a lot about towards the end of last season, that he was really making some strides at the center position. And I think a lot of uh, people thought that he might be the favorite to win that job come in the spring, and he kind of fell behind. But I guess now he's gained that ground back up, and this uh, new coaching staff is starting to become a fan of him as well. And, you know, they're listed as or, but I. I Almost fully expect Bryce and Mays to start the game Sorry. at the uh, at the center position uh, Saturday against NC State. Um, Stephen, anything yeah. you want to add when it comes to uh, Bryce and Mays?
1: Uh, no, I'm. I love. Uh, I love the move. I like the change. Uh, I, as I said before, I like the move whenever they move Josh Shields there. I didn't think that Chase Barrett was very effective at the position. I think he proved mm-hmm. that on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited to see what the kids got, man.
2: I'm also Absolutely. excited about Ali Jennings and Winston Wright. I'm telling you, when when I heard Neil Brown say Ali Jennings, or it's Ali Jennings, when he said Ali Jennings, you know, I tell you, my ears perked up like I was like all about it. That kid has been working hard. I've been watching him. He's one I of like the first it. recruits I started following him when I came on Twitter. I mean, that kid's just been hungry, and he's been grinding. And I'm telling you, man, if they throw the ball to him, if they're not afraid to throw it to him because he's a freshman, I think he can make some plays. And I think him and Winston Wright both can make a name for themselves early on. I'll be cheering for them. I'll be their biggest fans come Saturday. That's the two dudes I'm looking at.
0: Yeah. I like that. Getting the two true freshmen a chance there at the receiver spot. Um, Winston Wright, you know, it's kind of been controversial by some because Tevin Bush has made some plays for this offense, but you've also heard Coach Brown talk about uh, Tevin Bush needing to be more consistent, so he's probably trying to send a message while also seeing what Winston Wright can do because that's an explosive guy. Um, he's taller than Tevin Bush. They weigh around the same, but I would I would say Winston Wright is possibly even a little bit faster than Tevin Bush, and he also has that brings that same elusiveness that Tevin Bush brings, and uh, I think Winston Wright was a track, and, uh, track guy in high school. He was real quick guy, um, so I'll, I'm anxious to see him and that speed get on the field. And as you said, Ollie Jennings has a has a lot of potential there as well. I still think Tevin Bush will play, but I think it's good to get Winston Wright, and I think that if he performs well, you've got two able bodies that with similar skill sets at that position that you can kind of play interchangeably if Winston Wright proves that he's ready. And as far as Ollie Jennings is concerned, you know, uh, Bryce Wheaton's a guy they have high hopes for, but um, kind of underperformed, backing up Sean Ryan, so I think they're going to give Ollie Jennings a chance there on the outside as well, and it makes anxious to see what he can do because I think he's got that uh, high ceiling as well. Um, Steven, anything you want to add as far as uh, these two true freshman receivers getting a chance?
1: No, I'm like you guys. I've been excited about Ollie Jennings since he's gotten on campus. Uh, I remember when he committed, uh, I started following him on Instagram instead of Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's got. If Winston Wright is beating out Tevin Bush in practice for the, in, in, or, you know, in the depth chart, I, I'm excited to see what he's got because I love what Tevin Bush has done, you know, because he's been the only – him and George Campbell been the only two bright spots on the offense the uh in the first two games so
0: absolutely so, they you, you know, it the can't get consistent. much
1: it can't get much worse
0: <laughs> yeah exactly I mean you know if you're gonna take your lumps you might as well if the older players you know the senior players aren't performing you might as well get some young guys in there and and build for the future if they show you that they have the capability
1: Exactly. All that's right. what that's the most thing that I'm excited about is seeing what these young guys have you know building toward next year in uh and uh year after
0: absolutely the experience can only help so um, having covered that a little bit of changes on the depth chart some of these new guys getting involved let's talk more about this game specifically and about the nc state Wolfpack. <laughs> so nc state comes into the game at two and west virginia comes in at one and one it's playing Saturday, September 14th in Morgantown. Gold Rush game, 12 o'clock noon, on going to be televised on Fox Sports 1. Um, NC State has a 34-6 win over East Carolina in their first game and a 41-0 win over Western Carolina in their second game. This will be their first away game of the season. Head coach Dave Doran in his seventh year. They have co-coordinators on both sides of the ball, on offense, uh two co-offensive coordinators are Des Kitchings and George McDonald. Then on defense, of course, they have Dave Huxtable and the new addition—a a guy I think you guys uh, may be familiar with—a guy by the name of uh, Tony Gibson.
2: Oh yeah, well, I Tony. think I know that
0: guy. Sounds sounds familiar. So, you know, it's interesting. They they have traditionally been a four-down lineman team on defense. They bring in Tony Gibson. They switch to the three-down front and running the three-three-five defense this year. I'm sure Tony Gibson's helped a lot with that transition. And thus far, uh, albeit against w- uh, weaker competition, they it has proved solid. They haven't allowed a touchdown yet on the season, and they've only allowed a total of uh, 49 rushing yards combined in their first uh, two games. So, uh, what are you guys thinking about this matchup against NC State and uh, Tony Gibson coming to Morgantown and getting to go against the three-three-five for once? Uh, what do you think, Stephen?
1: Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of an advantage, I guess you could say, just, you know, knowing the atmosphere and knowing West Virginia and being here, but at the same time, he, this is a different West Virginia team that he's, uh, you know, been around in the past. They don't run the same offense, I mean, they don't have the same, I mean, the culture's entirely different than what it was a year ago when he was here, so. I'm not really concerned about too much of that, but uh, I'm excited for his homecoming. I I love Tony Gibson as a coach. I've always I wish that he would have stayed. At one point, I wish that he could have been our head coach. Um, I like their team though. Uh, even though it's been weaker competition, they've looked really good. Yeah, very uh, solid. Yeah, they've they've done a really solid job on offense and defense. So uh, they got me a little bit nervous for Saturday, but I still I still think West Virginia can handle them pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, it's good to, it's, a, it's kind of the game where the rubber meets the road for, for West Virginia needing to bounce back and you know show that they're not as bad as they were against Missouri and maybe show more along the lines of the team they can be. And then also for NC State, it's kind of their first real test against a uh, better team, a Power 5 opponent, and their first road test. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, lines up. Uh, Bradley, what are your thoughts on this uh, matchup? You know,
2: speaking of Tony Gibson real quick, I wouldn't mind if we did, like, a welcome home, like, Tony Gibson comes out on the field and we applaud him. Mm -hmm. But that man is just a true Mountaineer through and through. Oh, yeah,
0: West Virginia. uh, I
2: think people would be okay with that. You know, it's something they do in the NBA, you know, when NBA players come back to their home court again, you know. Sometimes they get applauded, sometimes they get booed. You know, I think Tony Gibson should get recognized. I I think we should show that Mountaineer Nation isn't just when you're here, we support you when you're gone. You know, you had a chance to be our head coach, didn't work out, went with another option. We still love you. You still love us. You know, no no love lost there. Absolutely. And I think the players would appreciate that. I think those defensive players that really had a connection to Tony Gibson would appreciate it. And, you know, I think it might even encourage them to play a little bit harder to show, you know, that they're still doing well out here. Um, the I game like in that. general, NC State, you know, they're uh, tough. They, Like you said, they haven't allowed a touchdown all season, 42 rushing yards so far. I mean, that's – that sounds like, you know, our worst nightmare. We can't run anyway. Well, Definitely. You know, and I think this goes back to kind of what I've been saying since the beginning of the, uh, since we started doing this podcast. I just, I think that that loss to Missouri was a gut check. And, you know, I told you mm-hmm. when we were doing a preview, when I looked for those, uh, what, what am I looking for? I'm looking for kids keep their head up, keep fighting, stay in it, you know. Bounce back. Uh, I'll, that's what I've been looking for all year. I'm looking for how, how our team reacts this year uh, against this NC State. It's really good NC State team. And, you know, and again, I think I'm looking at Neil Brown for that. And again, this is why we hired Neil Brown. This is what I'm looking for. I want to mm-hmm. see him rebound. I want to see him come back stronger. And I think he's doing that. I mean, he's throwing in freshmen who haven't got to play yet. He's putting in, you know, new packages. And he's he's not afraid to, you know, say, I'm I'm ready to keep this trainer rolling. And I think this could be one of our biggest pivotal, pivotal games. I think this week oh, and, yeah. and against Kansas, I think those are two huge games for us and could determine the rest of our season, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's a barometer game. It can show, you know – um It could show like what type of potential that you have or is it you know worse than you thought initially? You know I think if you come out and have a close game against NC State, even if even if you don't win, um, if you do win, it's gonna you know look even better going forward. But even if you don't win and you come out and you show some fight and have a really close game, I think that's gonna show a lot as as far as how you bounce back. Because a, a sign of a good team is how they handle adversity and and bounce back from a from a tough loss like West Virginia did. So I'm kind of anxious to see what happens here. Um, you know Neil Brown's first game is the West Virginia head coach coming off a loss, gonna see how um, he handles that, how the guy of practice, how the players handle it. So it's uh, something to look forward to for sure. And then uh, talk a little bit about Tony Gibson, flip it over to the NC State offense, and they have a really balanced attack. I think they have 540 passing yards on the year and 500 rushing yards on the year so far, so keeping a very balanced attack. They have uh, four solid running backs with the top two being the veteran Ricky Person, and then a true freshman, Bam Knight, is actually leading them in rushing, so he's done a great job. And then a quarterback, Matt McKay, is taking over um, from Ryan Finley. He's a first-year starter at quarterback, a sophomore, but he's a big and athletic guy, 6'4", 220, completing like 67% of his passes on the year. But this will be his first road start, so you'll kind of learn a little bit more about him and his composure coming into a tough atmosphere in Morgantown. So um, what kind of challenges do you think this NC State offense presents for West Virginia's defense, and how do you think West Virginia's defense uh, will be able to slow them down, or will they? Uh, Bradley, what do you think?
2: Uh, I think we have a rebound. I think our – so I'm not going to say a rebound. I think we see our team build off of the second – our defense build off of the second half that they had against Missouri. I think they really stepped up, and I think it was – I was listening to Vic Koenig's interview earlier today, and that could be because, you know, they had in their second string. We weren't really, you know, playing against their best of their best. You know, we were keeping starters out there. But I expect them to keep that kind of momentum rolling, and I really expect to see a fire lit underneath some guys' asses for this defensive game. So, you know, I I expect our defense to really stand in there, and I, I think we'll see a, a – a heck of a game for my defensive lineman and maybe some of our backs will work out, you know, but I think we're going to need our defense to be in this game. Cause if we're not getting stops, our offenses aren't getting enough. Our offense isn't producing right now as it is. If we're not getting as many attempts as we can to go down the field, get in the red zone and score, then I think we're going to be hurt.
0: Yeah, going to have to slow down this NC State offense. And as you said, the West Virginia defensive line has performed well, so that's a bright spot. NC State's offensive line has looked good thus far, but they're even more inexperienced than West Virginia's offensive line. Actually, West Virginia's offensive line has uh, more combined starts than NC State's offensive line, and that's going to be good for a guy like Darius Stills, who as of right now is currently leading the Big 12 in sacks so far this year. So um, what do you think, Stephen, about how West Virginia's defense matches up against this NC State offense?
1: Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> the uh, the NC State offense against our defense is what intrigues me most about this game. Uh, the NC State offense uh, is, has been very productive. Uh, every time they've gotten to the red uh, the red zone, they've scored. They're 11-11 for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they average 522 yards a game, uh, <laughs> and they've, they they uh, they get 55. Listen to this. They get 55 first downs per game. Wow. They've only allowed 24. But on the flip side. West Virginia has only gotten 26 a game, allowed 44. So I expect that to have a pivotal point into the game. Uh, but I think I think those uh, those new faces on the defensive front. I think I'm I'm really excited to see those guys, Jordan Jefferson and company. I think uh, I think those guys are ready to get in there. I don't necessarily know uh, what Dante Steels has done to uh, regress back for, uh, backwards, but um, you know those guys on the defensive front, and you know the deep the secondary has played exceptional for the for oh, yeah, uh, how absolutely. young they are, and so I'm I'm excited for those guys as well, and so that I think to me is uh, the the most interesting uh, unit versus unit to me in this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, the secondary has been a uh, pleasant surprise, and I've been pleasantly impressed with them thus far, and hopefully they keep that up because I think they're going to be uh, tested against this NC State. You know uh, what I NC
2: really want to see, though? You, you know yeah. what I'm really looking forward. What is it? I'm looking for people to start giving hits and stop hating them. I'm sorry I keep pounding on that.
0: Absolutely, they should. That
2: drives me absolutely nuts, man.
0: I'm right there and uh, the coaches see it too. You know, they said they were going to work a lot on uh, a lot more on tackling and more tackling drills this week. So we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully it pays off uh, come Saturday. So um, having said that, talked a little bit about the personnel and the matchups here. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's get into our X factors uh, for this week. I'll take it first. I think my X factor for this week is um, how the uh, how these new young guys, these fresh faces, these true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, how they perform I think is going to go a long way in determining the result of this game for West Virginia. You know, guys like Winston Wright, Bryson Mays, Jordan Jefferson, when those guys get in there, if they perform at a high level and uh, look impressive, I think it's going to really help uh, West Virginia try and uh, win this game. So those are kind of my X factors for this game is uh, these new guys that are looking to get on the field is ha- how they perform form um what about you steven
1: uh i'm gonna go kind of off kilter with my x factor i'm gonna say the mentality of the team so it kind Mm -hmm. of fishtails off of what you said with these uh these new faces and these young guys uh i think if you come into into this game thinking about last week uh you know and you get rolled that that sets up a bad string of events coming into these next few weeks with these uh these few games because kansas could beat you if you come off of this game and you don't have you know a good performance uh, but if they come into the game, game just catch you sitting. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. But if you come into this game and you have a good mentality, uh, you know, and you come in, you play, um, you play competitively, then, you know, that could set up a good string of events in the next few weeks. So I think like you guys said earlier, I think this is a very pivotal game in the season right now for us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with uh, all those points. I think that it's a pivotal game, can really uh, tell a lot about how the season's going forward, and and the team's mentality going into this is going to be very big coming off that loss. So, uh, Bradley, what do you got as far as X-Factor for this game?
2: I'm going to the man himself. I'm going to Neil Brown. I think that's what's going to win this this game. If we win this game, it's because of Neil Brown. You know, I think it's going to be his coaching, his play calling, he's decided to put in these young guys. He's been moving around, and, you know, I think this is a game where – if Neil Brown is what I expect him to be, then I think he has these guys ready for this game, and I think we win it. So you know, I think that's I'm gonna put it on him. I'm gonna put it on the head coach here.
0: Absolutely, can only go as far as the uh, head coach will take you, and um, hopefully he's got the Mountaineers ready to bounce back this week. And... I'm just
2: glad it's Neil Brown that I'm relying on. You know, I've, I've, absolutely, I've
0: I've absolutely. I yeah, total total trust in Neil Brown for sure. Um, let's talk uh, key to victory then. Um, what is what are you thinking as far as the key for West Virginia to come out with a, a victory uh, this week, Bradley?
2: Pad level, getting aggressive off the line, and you know learning that offensive line especially supposed to go forwards, not backwards. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. that's the only way we're going to win this game is if our line learns how to block.
0: Can't can't argue with that. The uh, the offensive line and and the lineman has been uh, crucial to uh, West Virginia's success or lack thereof uh, most times throughout these first two games. So hopefully you start to see that turn a corner this game or at least uh, make some positive strides. Stephen, what do you got for the key to victory this week?
1: Uh, I'm going to go opposite of what I have in the first two weeks. I'm going to say defense. Uh, I think if our defense comes out, plays well, uh, and gets some stops against this offense, that could really set some uh set some good momentum up for the offense and uh, especially you know if we can get some turnovers uh that that really bodes well of course the offense has to convert on those turnovers they haven't done a very good job of that in uh, week one but if our defense plays well i think that could really bode well for west virginia
0: Absolutely, got to have a good defensive effort against the balanced NC State offense, and the, the way West Virginia's offense is playing uh, good defense is definitely uh, the way that they're going to win games a lot is uh, solid defense and taking care of the football, which my key to victory actually is uh, something different this year than I have done uh, than I have done so far this year. I'm going to say getting off to a fast start is the key to victory in this one. Um, not only coming off the loss for West Virginia, I think getting off to a fast start could really instill some confidence in the players. And whereas if they get off to a slow start, you could see them hanging their heads coming off that loss. And then in the same token, a lot of these um, NC State guys are making their first playing; they're going to be playing their first road game. So the same thing could be in effect for them. If West Virginia jumps on them early, they may get down in confidence and you know have a um, Struggle a little bit more than they would if uh, West Virginia got off to a slow start. So I think getting off to a fast start could be a real key to West Virginia uh, getting a victory and staying in the game as as it goes along. So there's x factor. There's the key to victory. Now it's that time. It's prediction time. I don't like it. I don't like it. Who wants to take it first? Uh, who wins, and what's the score this week, this Saturday, in Morgantown?
1: Mm, uh, I'm, I'm wanting to say it's a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I predicted West Virginia winning this game in the prediction uh, roundtable. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking to it. I still think West Virginia finds a way somehow to pull out of this game uh, with the W. I think that West Virginia wins this game by a field goal. I think it's 29-26. Uh, to 26.
0: I like it. I like it. Close game. Mountaineers. Mountaineers could really use this one. So hope that you're uh, correct with the prediction of a West Virginia victory. Uh, Bradley, are you agreeing with Steven? You see the Mountaineers coming out on top. Boys, we've done
2: pretty good so far on our predictions. Unfortunately, I guess. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I think we're. Uh, I think the Mountaineers gonna do this one. I like I said. I believe in Neil Brown. I think he has him ready. Uh, I think we have the ball in our hands at the end of the game. We score a touchdown. Win 34-27 and. Uh, Hope we go on to beat Kansas.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, which brings me to a uh, brings us to a crossroads because for the first time uh, this season on the show, we don't all three have the uh, same prediction result. Um, I picked NC St- I picked West Virginia to beat NC State in the season prediction roundtable, but um, after these first two games, uh, I don't uh, feel as confident about it. Um, I think that West Virginia's offense. You know, until they show me something, I just don't have the faith that they can score enough points to to win a game against a Power Five opponent right now. And hopefully that changes on Saturday. But just based off what I've seen so far, I've got NC State getting a win in the in the end in a close one. I've got NC State beating West Virginia 21 to 17 on Saturday. Blasphemous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, like, I see why. You know
2: what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. We, our offenses had nothing to show. Yeah, that's. You know, I, mean, so.
0: I mean, I mean, I want to pick us. I, I think we have a great chance to win. I think we very well could win, but it's just kind of uh, one of those so things you, until it's until I'm proven that you know that they can't do it. I don't. I'm not willing to go out on a limb for them again, like I did against Missouri, uh, going out on a limb saying you know the Russian offense has got to be better, and then it was worse. So uh, you know I'm just going to stick true to uh, what I've seen so far, and hopefully they pr- they prove me wrong on Saturday.
2: True, true, true.
0: All right, so. uh I guess that will pretty much wrap up our NC State preview. Um, anybody have anything they want to add? Steven, any any final thoughts on the NC State game?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, anybody, if you're going out to the game this Saturday, don't forget to wear gold. It's a gold rush. Uh, Absolutely. Be loud. Be passionate. They will need you. This is uh, this is a fairly young team, just like West Virginia, so they are beatable. So, uh, you know, just if anybody's going to the game, get there, get there early, and be loud. We'll get, Absolutely. We, we need it. We, definitely we need it for need sure. It.
0: For sure, the crowd can be a big advantage in this one, especially with NC State having a first-time starter at quarterback. A lot of first-time starters all around. The big crowd can have an effect on this game, which I do believe will be a close game, one way or the other, no matter the outcome. Uh, Bradley, any final thoughts on the uh, matchup with the Wolfpack this Saturday?
2: Man, it's just gonna be—it's gonna be an—it's gonna be a litmus test. It's something to see, and you know uh sorry about the short podcast today guys say so we got uh if you're if you're listening we got stuff to do life happens but we still got our 20 minutes in today so if you guys like these 20 minute ones let us know <laughs> sure sweet to the we, point we, 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 we've been sweet. rambling for a little while on the other ones so maybe like the long ones maybe you guys like the short ones but let us know
0: so. either way we got a variety whichever you like we, we can do it either way we can Whether do I it am, all we're ambidextrous if you will with our with our podcast length yeah. but um Having said that, that will wrap up this edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Be sure to follow there on the web for great content. And you can follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter as well at AH AHAthleticsWV and follow the podcast on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Find us on any major podcast platform that you like. Just search the Country Roads webcast and you can find us there and um, please subscribe to us and share us uh, around Mountaineer Nation as we continue to try and grow uh, we'll be back early next week to recap this NC State game and hopefully it's a Mountaineer victory and the Mountaineers are back on the plus side and over 500 and hopefully sitting at 2-1 when we meet again here on the Country Roads webcast so until next time for Steven and Bradley I'm your host Jordan Cruz and as always let's go Mountaineers